The LA Kings continue to roll, taking care of business against the Blue Jackets. I'll tell you why the last two wins stand out a bit from the rest. Plus, Phoenix Copley continues to make the case that he's the guy. That and more on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. If you could leave a positive comment, for example, on Apple Podcasts, that would be much appreciated. And we're also on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. My name is Eddie Garcia. I'm your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for 30 years. The LA Kings continued their solid play of late with a convincing 4-1 win over the Columbus Blue Jackets. LA was the better team from the start. Even though the game was scoreless after one, it could have easily been 3-0. Trevor Moore hit the crossbar. Victor Arvidsson came really close on a beautiful fake slap shot and move on rookie goalie Danel Tarasov, but the netminder just got a piece of it. Philip Deneau got robbed on a two-on-one with Arvidsson, and Mikey Anderson nearly scored. Arthur Kaliev even got stopped on a great feed from in front of the net from Rasmus Kupari. But L.A., to their credit, kept it going in the second period, didn't get frustrated, and the goals would eventually come for them in bunches. Drew Doughty started off with a nifty move around two different Blue Jackets, put a shot on net, and then tapped in his own rebound to make it 1-0. It's Drew's fifth goal of the season and, without question, his most beautiful goal in quite some time. Uh, second straight game with a goal for Drew Doughty. About three minutes later, Mikey Anderson found Quinton Byfield near the front of the net. Byfield made a beautiful redirect pass to Andre Kobatar at the side of the net, and the captain put it home to make it 2-0. Kopi is 26th goal of the year and his 10th goal in the last 14 games. About five minutes later, Victor Arvidsson would score on a one-time slap shot on a cross-ice pass from Trevor Moore. And just over a minute later, Carl Grundstrom would put home a wrist shot after a hard-working shift to keep possession of the puck to make it 4 nothing Kings. It was the second straight game that the Kings scored four goals in the second period. Blue Jackets would spoil a shutout attempt by Netmeyer Phoenix Copley with the only goal of the third period for the Kings Cruz to a convincing 4-1 win. Nine different Kings recorded points on another night where the Kings got balanced scoring. Kings are now 11-2-2 since the All-Star break, 7-0-1 in their last eight, 6-0-1 since the trade deadline. They have the top winning percentage in the NHL since the trade deadline. Uh, LA has only allowed 13 goals in its last seven games since March the 1st. The Kings are the top team in the NHL in average goals allowed per game at one83 Kings are currently tied with the Maple Leafs with 89 points, fifth most in the NHL, and second only to Vegas in points in the Western Conference. To quote an old comedy movie that you probably don't remember, it's good to be the Kings. Before we get into the Kings' latest win a little more in detail, uh, let's crown a King for our player of the game from last night, and it's always nice when you have several candidates to choose from. Drew Doughty, I thought, had a great game. Certainly a gorgeous goal, and he had a beautiful breakup of a two-on-one in the first period on a great scoring chance for Columbus. Uh, Victor Arvidsson was very active again, could have easily had a two-goal night. Phoenix Copley was solid, but 
I'm going to go with Carl Grundstrom as our player of the game with a goal and an assist. He and his line mates on that fourth line really stood out all night. We're going to talk a lot more about them in just a minute. But the man they call Tonka gets the crown for our player of the game. Crown him. So as I said, uh, another solid team win by the Kings. And yeah, you could say, oh, well, it's just the Blue Jackets. But Columbus has posted some pretty decent wins over the last month. They beat the Jets, Stars, Oilers, and Sabres. And besides right now, it's not so much who the Kings are playing, but how the Kings are playing. And right now, it's four lines working together along with the defense and the goaltending. And the Kings, once again, balance scoring, um, getting a goal from their top line, a goal from their second line, and a goal from their fourth line. It's that fourth line that I want to focus on and why the last two wins stand out a bit from the rest. Because the Kings' fourth line right now, Rasmus Kupari, Arthur Kaliev, and Carl Grundstrom, have really stood out over the last two games. And yes, it's a small sample size, but having a fourth line that can contribute is a big deal. And when a team is able to roll four lines and come at an opponent in waves, it can really wear down your opponent. And that fourth line played about 12 minutes last night. Typically, your average fourth line plays usually about seven or eight minutes. Those extra minutes can really you know, cut down on minutes that your top two lines have to play, keep them fresher uh, and more explosive throughout the rest of the game and maybe if your fourth line can keep contributing like that for a playoff series there's no question that the king's fourth line has been a factor over the last two games rasmus kupari is winning face-offs and being an effective four checker and distributor playing the center position carl grunstrom's going hard to the net and he's doing it with or without the puck uh, his goal last night was all about hard work uh, it was an unassisted goal he outworked the Blue Jackets player for the puck, took it away from him, and almost willed the puck into the net with his shot. And Arthur Kaliev has not just looked like a power play specialist the last two games. He has been way more aggressive, making it a point to get shots on net. His play has been more physical, and he clearly is working hard as well. If holding him out of the lineup was something to motivate him, well, it appears the message has been received. If he can play this way, the way he's played over the last two games, uh, he should not be coming out of the lineup anytime soon. As a matter of fact, this fourth line, if they can keep doing this, uh, I think we've found a fourth line this season. And I thought it was more than just a coincidence that in the final moments of the game, when the Kings got a power play, that Todd McClellan didn't send out his first or his second power play unit. He sent out the fourth line. And I thought it was just a little nod to those guys to say, well done. We're going to give you just a couple extra minutes. Maybe you can get a goal, maybe not. But uh, I thought that was a pretty telling move on the part of the Kings head coach. And we're definitely going to be keeping an eye on that fourth line going down the stretch because I, I know that sometimes the fourth line, you just think, well, they're just out there to give the other guys a bit of a rest. And sometimes that's true. But like I said, if you can get a fourth line that can contribute the way the Kings fourth line has the last two games, then that just makes you that much of a better team. And uh, that would be great, obviously, for the LA Kings going forward. I also want to mention Quentin Byfield, and I think a lot of us continue to debate exactly what he's doing on the top line that's making that top line more productive. But there's no question the pass he had last night to Andre Kopitar was special. Uh, and he has shown the ability on occasion to make elite passes and decisions. For him to recognize in a split second that he had a teammate at the side of the net and he just needed to deflect the pass over to him for an open net was fantastic. Uh, even the reaction by Andre Kopitar, I thought, said a lot. 
Um, as the players skated to Kopi to celebrate that goal, the captain multiple times said, wow. Uh, I think for two reasons. First, it was a great pass. Uh, and second, I think this is a veteran player encouraging a young player. I'm not sure Kopi has the exact same reaction if Drew Doughty makes that pass. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. But I think Kopitar understands that Quentin Byfield is a player that has a ton of expectations. And when he does something good, maybe he gives him a little bit more of an attaboy. Uh, just showing some leadership, subtle leadership by the captain. Um, I thought that reaction to what Quentin Byfield did was, you know, a little extra pat on the back from him. And I think that probably goes a long way, probably more than if the coach had come over and just said, good job, Quentin. You know, when, you're, when the captain of the team does something like that, lets all the other players know, wow, that guy just made a great play. I think that goes uh, goes a little farther. Um, they said on the broadcast, by the way, that the Kings now have 12 games, uh, won 12 games in a row in which Quentin Byfield has scored a point in. So regardless of what you think of Byfield's impact on the top line, I don't think there's any question he's had a positive impact on Andre Kopitar and Adrian Kempe. They're playing their best hockey of the season since that move. So obviously uh, no need to change anything when it comes to the Kings top line i said it was another team win and so we need to talk about the king's defense and goaltending and their special teams but first i need to let you know that today's episode of locked on la kings is brought to you by FanDuel. we are now past the midway point of the nba season and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, america's number one sportsbook because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. It's a bonus bet if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to points scored to three-pointers made. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. I did want to mention the Kings special teams from last night. Now, LA was 0 for 2 on the power play, but both the power plays came in the third period with the Kings holding a significant lead. Uh, there wasn't much urgency to really do much holding a three-goal lead at the time. It was kind of just, let's keep the momentum going. Not saying they weren't trying to score, but it's not quite the same urgency when you get a power play down a goal or something like that uh, of that nature. Also, the Kings got that power play I mentioned in the final seconds where they sent out the fourth line. And so, again, the game was in hand. Um, so not much to take away from the Kings going over to for me um, with the power play. And despite some of the recent struggles for the Kings with the man advantage, they still have the sixth best power play currently in the NHL operating at 24.2%. Uh, only the Oilers and Avalanche have a better power play percentage among Western Conference teams. As for the Kings penalty kill, a perfect three for three, including a kill in the opening seconds of the game, which is unusual. Uh, on the season, the Kings penalty kill is operating at 76.2%. Now, for the season, there's only three other teams that are currently holding down playoff spots that have a worse power play, or excuse me, penalty kill percentage. That would be the Oilers, Kraken, and Panthers. But considering where the Kings PK was earlier in the year to where it is now, those numbers are a bit misleading. Since the All-Star break, the Kings penalty kill is operating at 83%. That is 10th best in the NHL and 4th best among Western Conference teams. So the PK has been much better, as you probably have noticed as of late. As for the Kings defense and goaltending, solid again. Last night against the Blue Jackets, last seven games, the Kings have allowed two or fewer goals. The addition of Vladislav Gavrikov on the second pairing seems to have really solidified the group, even with the injured Sean Dursey out of the lineup. 
And as much as I would like to see Jordan Spence in the lineup, and I think last night was another great opportunity to get him some playing time, Sean Walker has played just fine over the last few games. Let us update you on the Kings' goaltending competition between Phoenix Copley and Jonas Corposalo. Last night, Copley allowed one goal on 30 shots, and while Copley was not really tested, didn't have to make any spectacular saves against the Blue Jackets, he was what he has been all season for the Kings, solid. Uh, the one goal allowed was on a relatively routine wrist shot, uh, not a soft goal, but wasn't a great A scoring chance either. But again, Phoenix Copley does his job, and the team clearly has confidence in him in net. So here are the updated numbers. This is since the trade to bring Jonas Corposal to L.A., where the Kings have alternated starts in net. Phoenix Copley now holding a record of 3-0-1. Since the cop, since the uh, Corpusal trade, he lowered his goals against average from 1.63 to 1.47 after last night's win. He raised his save percentage from 9.32 to 9.42. Uh, he has allowed six goals on 103 shots since the trade for Corpusalo, and he has posted wins over the Canadians, Capitals, and Blue Jackets. He did have the shootout loss to the Predators. As for Jonas Corpusalo, three and zero as a King. Uh, his goals against average is two. Save percentage is 929. He's allowed six goals on 84 shots, and he will be in net on Saturday night when the Kings host the Vancouver Canucks. So just looking ahead to which teams each goalie would face the rest of the way, 13 games left in the regular season. If they continue to alternate starts, we'll see Corpusalo against Vancouver, Winnipeg, Calgary, Seattle, Edmonton, Colorado, and Anaheim. And we'd see Copley against Calgary, St. Louis, Edmonton, Vancouver, Las Vegas, and Vancouver. So each goalie would get a start against the Oilers, who the Kings are currently matched up against if the playoffs started today. And I want to say full credit to Phoenix Copley. I have no idea what his mindset was after the Kings went out and picked up Jonas Corposalo in the trade at the trade deadline to possibly replace him as the number one goalie. But if he was upset or put off by that, it hasn't shown in his attitude or his performance. Uh, he has stayed focused and taken care of business. He hasn't had a regulation loss since February the 21st against Minnesota. As I mentioned, he's posted wins over the Jets, Canadians, Capitals, and Blue Jackets. His two losses both came uh, after regulation, one in overtime against the Jets, one in a shootout against Nashville where he allowed just one goal in regulation. So even the two losses he's had lately have still resulted in the Kings getting points. On the season, Phoenix Copley is now 21-4-2. His winning percentage of 677, fourth best in the NHL amongst goalies that have played a minimum of 25 games. And I saw Russell Morgan over at Hockey Royalty had a nice stat. Uh, the Kings' team save percentage pre-trade deadline for their goaltenders was 881, second to last in the NHL. Since the trade deadline, the Kings have the number one State percentage in the NHL at 938. Unfortunately, uh, no injury update that I have seen today on Kevin Fiala or Sean Dursey. And I'll do a quick refresh on my phone here. And nope, don't see an update on any of uh, that. So um, unlikely that either player took part in practice on Thursday. And that almost certainly means that neither player is going to play in the game on Saturday against Vancouver. And that's really the only Big concern I have right now as a Kings fan uh, is the health of Sean Dursey and, frankly, specifically Kevin Fiala. Uh, the Kings obviously are going to need their leading scorer uh, to have a deep playoff run. Um, 
you know, I, hopefully Fiala is ready to go once the playoffs start. Ideally, it would be great if he could play a couple of games before the playoffs. But bottom line is right now, neither player is skating and neither player looks to be ready to return to the lineup uh, here in the next few days. So what happened with the other teams in the Pacific Division Thursday night? Details on that in a moment as the Kings have crawled a little bit closer to the top spot in the division. Uh, but first, I want to thank you for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen today and invite you to make your second listen. Game to game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked on game to game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysts on that only Locked on can deliver. Follow game to game on Locked on NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So what happened last night in the Pacific Division and what's the latest in the standings and the playoff matchups? Well, you know, the Kings won, but Vegas did not. The Golden Knights were roughed up at home by the Calgary Flames 7-2. And Jonathan Quick, no longer undefeated with Vegas. He allowed six goals in that loss. The Oilers picked up a nice win over the Stars 4-1. And the Kraken eked out a 2-1 overtime win over the lowly San Jose Sharks. So checking the standings. Right now, you've got Vegas with 90 points. They played 69 games. The Kings have 89 points, just one point back. They've also played 69 games. The Oilers, 84 points. They've played 69 games. And the Kraken, one point behind Edmonton for that third spot. Seattle has 83 points. They played 68 games, so one game in hand for Seattle on the top three teams in the division. Over the weekend, what we've got coming up is Vegas will play the Blue Jackets at home on Sunday. The Kings will be hosting Vancouver on Sunday. And the big matchup between Edmonton and Seattle, that is going to be up in Washington State uh, on Saturday. So big game between the Kraken and the Oilers as we are obviously watching those games to keep an eye on who the Kings opponent would be in the first round. As I mentioned earlier, if the playoffs started today, it would be the Kings with home ice advantage against the Oilers in the first round of the playoffs, a rematch of last year's playoff series. Vegas would be hosting Winnipeg. Seattle would face Dallas, and it would be Colorado against Minnesota in the other first-round matchup. So too close to call right now as far as who's going to win the division, only separated by a point, and who could get that third spot and be the Kings' opponent in the first round with Edmonton and Seattle again, only separated by one point, and they go head-to-head this weekend. We'll keep one eye on that score and talk about it. On Monday's show. Speaking of Monday's show, uh, obviously we're going to have a recap of the Kings game against the Canucks as they look to continue this recent great run of late. Um, we'll certainly update you on any injury news we have maybe from over the weekend. Um, and by the way, I will be out there at the Kings Canucks game at crypto.com arena. And I've always said uh, I'm always more than uh, happy to meet up with any of our viewers or listeners uh, when I go out to the game. So if you're heading out there and you want to say hi before the game, at intermission or after the game, I am more than willing to do that. All you have to do is shoot me an email, lockedoneddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E. You could also reach out on Twitter, at LockedOnLAKings or Instagram. I'll try and remember to check that, although I'm bad at that, which is at LockedOnLAKings as well. Hey, that's going to do it for today's show. Um, thank you for watching and for listening. Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Eddie Garcia. Have a great weekend. Hopefully we'll be talking on Monday about another big Kings victory over the Canucks. And as always, go Kings go.